Hello, folks. Uh, welcome back. You're joining us for uh, another edition of Capes and Japes After Dark. Ooh. It is. It is late. It's not late at night, but once again, um, we are both very sleepy people. So it's late at night for me. It's all. It's it's. It's not even 6 p.m. for me, but I've been at work all day, and I usually have Mondays off, so just, that's unfortunate. You're just a, just, a, just a tired lad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. We're excited anyways, because we are going to talk about um, a very good and special boy. Um, miles, 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 Um... First of all, I hope uh, I hope everyone has a good Fourth of July. If that's something you celebrate, even if it's not something you celebrate, like what I hope you had a good day. You still the day still happened, so I hope it was good. Um, something um, something sad did happen last week, which is that uh, Steve Ditko passed away. Um, he. You've probably seen something about this. Uh, Steve Ditko is uh, one of the co-creators of Spider-Man. He also co-created Doctor Strange. Um, and he worked on a bunch of other char less famous characters, who, but who are special to us here at Capes and Japes, uh, such as uh, the Blue Beetle um, and the Question, um, who, I mean, the original Question... I don't care about very much, but without <laughs> without the original question, Renee Montoya wouldn't have been the question. So um, it's important, and we did not plan this around this, um, but we are going to spend uh, a couple weeks here doing some spider people. Um, spider folks, spider folks, spider folks. Does so, whatever spider um, folks can. <laughs> they can swing from webs, for example. Um, so, thank you, Steve Ditko, for your contributions to Spider People. Um, today, the first spider person we're going to be talking about is Miles Morales. Because we're doing um, this a little bit unconventionally. <laughs> we're kind of going backwards in, like, reverse order of how these, like, characters were introduced. Um... It's fine. You're gonna we'll 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 hold your hand through it. Don't even worry about it. Um you've probably heard of Miles Morales if you've been on the internet in some capacity because he's a relatively recent character and there is a lot of buzz around him. Um notably, very recently, um the official like full trailer dropped um for a movie that is coming out this holiday season called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse an animated film featuring uh Miles Morales as Spider-Man um we here at Capes and Japes Industries are stoked out of our minds about it um it's probably I can't think of another movie this year that I'm, like, more stoked about. Um, because what, the two, two things, two things you gotta know about your pals, 
E and Olivia. We love teen superheroes. And we love animated content. These are both very true things. <laughs> These are very important to us. Um, so this trailer dropping that features um, an extremely endearing Miles as Spider-Man and also some completely, like, buck-wild animation, the likes of which I have not seen in an animated feature film, like, before in my life, like, at all. Um, a lot of people were talking about this, so you've probably seen this trailer. If you haven't, you should go check it out, and then you should watch the movie when it comes out, and then you will be prepared to watch the movie because you will have listened to us tell you some things about Miles Morales. So, Miles, my boy. Um, back in right around the year 2000, um, well, towards, towards the late 90s, um, Marvel was doing very, very badly financially, like, extremely badly. Like, Brian, this is the point where they hired, um, now very famous writer Brian Michael Bendis, um, to come in and, like, you know, try and, like, kind of revitalize stuff, and Brian Michael Bendis talks about being hired, and he was like, I was pretty sure that, like, I was going to be writing the last Marvel comics that were ever going to be published. Like, I got to the office, and they were selling filing cabinets. That's wild to think about. Yeah, it's pretty buck wild. So, uh, Marvel is really, really not doing great. And they're like, okay, we gotta do, we gotta figure out something to try and, like, just revitalize this brand in any way they can. So they hire, um, Brian Michael Bendis, who at this point is working on, like, indie stuff, um, who we've referenced before, um, is currently, has very recently this year moved over to DC after working in Marvel for, like, almost 20 years. Um, he's doing some stuff in Superman that I'm kind of mad at him for, but <laughs> that's not important. Um, he also created Jessica Jones, who we talked about, another, um, fave of us here. Um, and he created the boy we're going to talk about today, or, you know, co-created at least. Um, but so they hire Brian Michael Bendis and they launch this new, like, comics imprint called Ultimate Marvel. And the idea is, um, they're going to start over, like, a bunch of their core titles, like, from, like, number one, just, like, go back, like, origin story, like, no continuity, just, like, from the beginning. So they have, like, an ultimate Spider-Man, ultimate X-Men, ultimate Fantastic Four. They have, like, a team that's, like, the Ultimates, which is, like, sort of, you know, an Avengers-ish group. But the thing is, um, this is, like, this is happening while all the current Marvel comics are also happening. So unlike 
DC's uh more disastrous uh like New 52 reboot a few years ago um they don't like actually undo all the continuity of like the main series titles they just have this like secondary universe um where everything is kind of starting over fresh um i kind of like that approach better it's it's definitely it's better because like pretty understandably a lot of people were sort of mad about new 52 um and it gets a little confusing with continuity stuff but also um again dc has 52 discrete Earths. So, like, people can handle having, like, two Marvel universes. Like, we're just gonna <laughs> deal with that. It gets weird to talk about, but we'll, and they're not, um, they're not separate anymore. We, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second also. Um, but so, um, this starts in, 2000, um, and, like, one of their flagship titles is Ultimate Spider-Man, which is written by Brian Michael Bendis and illustrated by Mark Bagley, um, and it runs for a very long time. I think, uh, I think over a a decade or they do like partway through they sort of like re reboot ultimates so they move like they switch it from like ultimate marvel to like ultimate comics and they like wrap up a lot of their titles and then start them over because like comic books can't just uh can't just be regular about anything um <laughs> I mean, if they were regular about anything, I don't think we would have this podcast. We wouldn't have a podcast is the thing. We would get on and we'd be like, here's the story of Jason Todd. It was very normal. Nothing weird happened. There were no phone polls to try and decide whether a 15-year-old would die. He had a very normal life and it was boring. <laughs> and you can read about it all for yourself in a very easy and convenient fashion, and you don't need me to explain it to you. <laughs> it's very um, easy to find. It's super easy to find and easy to follow, um, and nobody needs to worry about it. Um, but so, okay, so they have this, um, they have this Ultimate Spider-Man title that, like, is run by the same creative team for like a very very long time um and then they start there's so behind the scenes they're talking about the possibility of maybe like shaking up spider-man a little bit um because you know because they have this like this ultimate thing they have the freedom to kind of do stuff here while still, like, you know, maintaining, like, the things that are going on in, like, the real, like, canon Marvel universe, which is um, referred to as the 616 universe, which is... 
I mean, it's fine. It's just a weird, like, distinction to, like, because these two names aren't connected to each other at all to be like Ultimate Marvel and 616 Marvels. Also, I've been reading about this a lot today, and so the word ultimate does not look like a word to me anymore. I don't think ultimate, like, just thinking about the word ultimate, it doesn't look like a word. And I haven't haven't even been reading it all day. (laughs) Um, so they've, um, they've been talking behind the scenes about, like, maybe doing something new with Spider-Man. Um, and in this time, while they're talking about this, um, a few things happen. Um, one of the things is that, uh... Barack Obama gets elected president. Um, Yay. you all may recall that, um, <laughs> that, that, that event in our history. Um, and so they start like very like seriously considering the main, like, uh, the main proponents of this are like the Marvel, uh, editor in chief. I need to make sure I get people's titles right. Um, the, the Marvel editor, um, Axel Alonso, a very cool name, who, uh, was like, yes, who was editor-in-chief at the time, pretty recently, um, and Brian Michael Bendis, the writer of Spider-Man, um, and notably, uh, Axel Alonso is, uh, half Mexican, um, Brian Michael Bendis, which I actually didn't know before this, had, uh, two adopted children, one of whom was Ethiopian and one of whom was African-American. Um, Barack Obama had recently been elected president. Um, and also in, like, one of the weirdest things about this, um, y'all, um, you may also recall, I don't know who, like, I was pretty, I kept up with this because it was something I was interested in. Um, <laughs> around this time, they were about to start making the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. And there was a campaign to get Donald Glover cast as Spider-Man, which Donald Glover has talked about. Um, and obviously, um, cause people, well, Obviously, some people were hugely in support of it, and then some people were terrible and were, like, hugely against it. Um, and other people are just racists. A lot of people, it turns out, are definitely racists. Um, but so, uh, Donald Glover's, like, talked about this. He's done, like, in some of his, like, some of his I don't know if it's his early stand-up, but some of the earlier stand-up that I saw, like, has talked about this and, like, you know, the backlash to hit to it and how he was like, oh, that's sort of funny. Sure, I'll, like, join on to it. And he was like, and half of people were like, oh, yeah, Donald for Spider-Man. We'll only watch Spider-Man if Donald Glover's in it. And then the other half of people were like, he's black, kill him! Um, so, you know, it's cool, it's fun. Um, but obviously Donald Glover didn't get cast as Spider-Man. And then, in maybe season after this is happening, he's on 
the show Community, one of my favorite shows, Community, in maybe the season two premiere of Community, as an in-joke, there's a scene where he's wearing, like, Spider-Man pajamas as a reference to all of this that was going on. Brian Michael Bendis, watching Community, sees that and goes like, yeah, we're on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) Which then, and then, like, also, like, later, like, Donald Glover voices Miles in, like, one of the cartoons, so it's just, like, this weird, like, recursive loop. Um, We've come full circle, lads. Oops, I knocked out my headphone because I was so excited about Donald Glover. He is also, he's in Homecoming, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but, so, okay. So all of this is happening. And Marvel, like, makes the decision, like, okay, we're going to kill off Peter Parker in Ultimates. And we're going to replace him with this new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Um, Miles Morales, for starters, is a very good boy. (laughs) Um, Miles Morales is a, um, a, uh, mixed race teen. Um, his dad is black and his mother is, uh, Puerto Rican, I think. Yes. Um, he's, um, he lives, uh, in... New York City, where all superheroes live forever, which is also, like, part of it that, like, they're like, man, for, like, like, a group of people that, like, literally are a 100% based in New York City, it's, like, a little bit weird that so many superheroes are white. (laughs) Um, but so, um, so, Miles Morales, when he starts out, is 13, which is wild. Uh, cause that is way too small to be fighting crimes. It's too, too, too tiny. Too much of a child. Too, too, too child, please. Um, but he, um, he's a, he's a, a 13 year old boy living in Brooklyn, um, with his dad Jefferson and his, uh, mother Rio, who love him very much. He has two parents. Wild. Um, in comics? Two, wait, two wait, entire Olivia, parents? Olivia, back up, back up, back up. This has all been realistic up until this point. <laughs> two parents. Listen, he has both of them. Two of them. He has two. Two whole parents. Um, Unheard of. I'm going to start a riot. Bri- Brian. Brian Michael Bendis. Get over here. <laughs> we have to talk. Oh Two my God. parents? Two? It's impossible. It'll never impossible. work. Um, he also has a, um, a Korean-American best friend named uh, Gonke Lee in the, uh, the style of, like, very many, like, teen superhero stories where they have like you know like 
kind of a nerdy, like, enthusiastic best friend who's like, what? You're Spider-Man? I wish I was Spider-Man. And then, you know, they probably, like, end up in danger, but then also they, like, you know, help cover for them at school and, like, you know, all that stuff. You know, he's, he's a good kid. They're good friends. Um, but so, um, the, the deal with Miles is that, uh, Spider-Man dies. And initially, this does not really affect Miles' life very much. But, um, a scientist from Oscorp decides to recreate the spider that bit Peter Parker. Um, which I'm a little bit confused by because, like, it seems to me, like, if you have Spider-Man's blood... I don't... I haven't read the actual origin story issue of this, so maybe it, there's something to it. It seems to me if you have Peter Parker's blood that is full of radioactive spider stuff, you know... Just use that. His radioactive blood. It seems like you could make something out of that instead of using that to make more spiders I mean, unless they're like, alright, we're gonna use Peter Parker's blood, make a bunch more radioactive spiders, set them loose on New York City, and make a bunch of spider people? Maybe that's the plan. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. When all of us are super, none of us are. (laughs) That's true. That's, that's, That's how it goes. Um... But, uh, Miles's, uh, uncle, his dad's brother, uh, Aaron, is a, um, a secretly a super criminal called the Prowler, um, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> he's, um, so he, he and Miles's dad used to be, like, you know, thieves and you know, like, not ve- terribly serious criminals. Not super criminals. Um, and then, like, you know, Miles' dad gives up his life of crime and starts a family. Um, and Miles' uncle just does more crimes. <laughs> um, but he, he breaks into Oscorp to steal a bunch of stuff that he has been told is valuable from this safe and then a sneaky spider crawls into his bag and then he takes the bag back and it the spider crawls out and it bites miles and guess what happens what kind of security did they have on these spiders because uh you would think they would learn yeah, you know, after the first time the spider got out and bit somebody, they should have been like, we really need to keep an eye on these spiders, yo. And just like, where's the spider? Oh, it's in its cage. Cage? The one that it can... The the one designed for mice? Yeah, yeah, it's cage. I, we just built the spider fence. Jeffrey. That's... Okay, did you at least, like, close the door? No, the, like, little baby gate is up. Jeffrey. 
Oh my god. Like, that's the funniest part about this to me, is that, like, the first time they're like, oh, we got these, like, radioactive spiders. We don't, like, really know what the deal is. Oh, shit, it bit somebody and gave them superpowers. Like, this time they're specifically building spiders that give people superpowers. Like, they know what's up. Maybe they're they're supposed to be, like, a weird security measure. Like, we'll know who broke in by who gets weird spider powers? <laughs> who gets weird spider powers? But it does, doesn't even work, because Aaron doesn't get any spider powers. His little, his teeny tiny 13-year-old nephew gets them. Arrest um, him. He okay. has spider powers. He definitely broke into Oscorp. Um, that's, that's what he did. Um, oh, so this God. little... Oscorp. This, Boy, oh boy, what a, what a bunch of people. Um, this little, this 13-year-old child, who's a big nerd, because all Spider-Men are big nerds. No, he's a little nerd. He's only 13. That's true. He's, he's a tiny nerd, but his nerdiness is tremendous. Um, he, uh, understandably... It's pretty freaked out. <laughs> um, his powers are uh, his powers are largely uh, the same as Spider-Man's. Um, his, you know, he he can climb walls, and uh, he's the more strong, and he can do more flips than a normal person. Um, he's got a a spite a spider sense that tells him um what's uh that danger's coming um it's not as advanced as peter's spider sense um but that's okay i am not i i don't know if he has organic webs or if he builds webs um, I can't remember. I'm sorry. Um, he can camouflage. What? I know. That's what? pretty cool, right? Yeah. What kind of um, spiders they building in there? The, camouflage. Super spiders. Jesus. Um, and he can, he can conduct this sort of, like, electric shock thing. It's called a venom strike. It's not venom. It's just, like, sort of, like, like a, like a that he can use to paralyze people and also sometimes to, like, bust through stuff. Um, but... I guess. Yeah. He's not, he's not super excited about any of this, um, because he's 13 and a nerd, and extremely nervous, and, um, he doesn't, he doesn't really want, he doesn't really want any part of this, which is also, like, I mean, he never asked for this. But Why the thing can't is, I just be a normal human boy? He just wants to be a teen. Um, the thing is, this is a Spider-Man story, so the moral of the Spider-Man story is not, well, if you didn't want this power, I guess you don't have any responsibility with it. 
<laughs> that would not be a very good comic book. <laughs> it wouldn't be a very good Spider-Man comic either. It wouldn't be very good with any of those. Um, but, um, Spider-Man dies. And he's like, well, shoot. I feel bad that Spider-Man's dead. Maybe if I'd been Spider-Man, I could have helped him. And also now, there's no Spider-Man. And that's an issue. And I'm, <laughs> I'm 13. But nobody else is Spider-Man. It's almost like I've got a great responsibility. <laughs> um, and so he becomes Spider-Man. He gets, um, he gets some help from, uh, Gwen Stacy, who's, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, Peter's death. But she's here to be like, hey, here's what Peter would do, teen. You teen, <laughs> you small teen. Um, he gets, um, he gets, well, he doesn't really get some help. Spider-Woman arrests him. Oh, <laughs> um, and just... takes him to, uh, yeah, listen, um, and takes him to Nick Fury, and Nick's like, no, I know, I know your whole deal. We're gonna give you a new costume, so you don't, you're not dressing like Peter, because that's kind of messing with some people, um, because he just died, and they feel a little weird about it, because, like, everybody loved him a lot. Um, there's a lot, like, I mean, this is true for, like, a lot of characters like this. There's a lot about, like, Miles's story that like obviously parallels the way people in real life were reacting to it <laughs> um which is like uh definitely uh very intentional um but so he um he becomes Spider-Man. He becomes the Spider-Man of, uh, of the Marvel Ultimate Universe. Um, in what, and then they go through a couple, there's some, there's some weirdness that obviously happens because there's, uh, you know, because this is an alternate universe, because in 2015, um, with, uh, w uh, secret, secret wars, plural. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the plural one. Um, secret war and or wars, um, smashes the Marvel universes together and gets rid of ultimates. Um, and then Miles exists in the regular Marvel Universe, but it's like a different version of Miles. Um, but it's still Miles. Um, but there's, you know, there's some weirdness. It's like, <laughs> I don't know why this happens to Spider-Man like so much, 
there's so much like multiverse weirdness with Spider-Man that I feel really- There's so many stories where it's like, oh, Spider-Man meets like a bunch of different Spider-Men and it's like, please. <laughs> Spider-Man is like the most straightforward superhero. Um, but alas. Um, so it at one point in the Ultimates universe, his mom dies. And his uncle Aaron also dies, but I'm I'm think currently now that they're in the regular universe, both of those people are alive. I know his mom's alive, unless she's died very recently in something I haven't heard of, and I think his uncle is also alive. Um, but he's a supervillain, so it's complicated. This is like one. This is like, he's such a good sweet boy, he like doesn't have like, a lot to like, really be like that distressed about, but part of it is like, oh no, my uncle's evil, but I care about him, he's my uncle, but I'm upset, but also we're like genetically related, and what if like, you know, I have like, you know, my genetics are like, tainted with his evil crime genes. I don't um, think that's how genetics work, hon. You're fine. It's not. He's fine. He's fine. He's so... He's so good. I love, um... I've, like, I've seen, um, a lot of comparisons between Miles, um, and one of our other all-time favorite boys, Jaime Reyes, um, which I think is fair in a lot of ways, um, because they're both, uh, young teen boys of color, um, who are, like, new versions of, like, beloved superheroes, Spider-Man definitely being the more beloved, <laughs> but, <laughs> sorry, you know, Ted. sorry, Ted, listen, you're a great B-lister, <laughs> but... That I is, think he is... would be happy to hear you call him a B-lister. I think, yeah, honestly, that's pretty generous. Um, <laughs> I love Ted. I love Ted. Listen, listen to me, everybody. I love Ted so much. Um, but they're also, um, they're, um, they both come from a place, like, one, like, surprisingly, like, having, like, like, a super supportive, like, stable home life, um, which is unheard of, um, and also, like, getting kind of, uh, thrown into this with, like, no, like, there's not, or at least in, like, you know, in, the way that I am most interested in these stories being told, there's, like, nothing about Miles that's, like, secretly, like, he doesn't have, like, you know, like, oh, like, a secret, like, like, backstory connection to Spider-Man, and he doesn't have, like, you know, like, there's no, like, prophecy. He's not, like, he doesn't have some, like, ancient amulet. <laughs> He's not Spider-Man's secret son. 
He's not Spider-Man's secret son. That would be buck wild for a lot of reasons. <laughs> um, he's just, like, he's not, he didn't, you know, he's not a descendant of Spider-Man that time-traveled from the future. Bart Allen. Um, <laughs> he's just, like, I mean, like Spider-Man was, and, like, how this story is supposed to go, He's just a kid who accidentally gets mixed up in all this, and then he's like, well, fuck. He doesn't say fuck because he's a child, but he <laughs> says, well, shoot. Well, darn. Well, darn it. I guess I'll fight evil now. And he is also, he's uh generally um usually written as, I mean... It's Bendis, and all Bendis characters are, like, at least a little bit quippy. Um, but he is, uh, he tends to be a little bit more reserved, um, and slightly more nervous, <laughs> um, than Peter is. Not that, I mean, Peter's definitely, like, very nervous most of the time, but he's also, like, kind of, like, well, I'm just gonna jump in there and hope for the best! <laughs> well, shit, I guess we're doing this! Alright, here we go! Yep, um, but, uh, Miles is kind of, like, just at, like, a like a consistent level of, like, ah, Just like Jaime. Just like Jaime is, and I think they should be friends, so, uh, get at me. DC and Marvel crossover event of the century it's literally just about two teens who were friends <laughs> um but in addition to all of this he is dealing canonically with what it means to be you know a young black teen um and a young black teen carrying on this legacy um and there's like there's a there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there um it doesn't you know it is primarily like bendis has written like most of miles's comics and i don't know if there have been any that have been written by black writers I would be surprised if there were, um, due to how very few, like, black writers are working in comics. Um, and, you know, and, like, he's, I mean, this is the same way with, like, Bendis writing Jessica Jones, and it's not a Bendis exclusive problem, that, like, you know, when you're a white person trying to write about the struggles, of a person of color, it's sometimes can get a little clumsy, um, which it definitely does. But then it's also, you know, it is making a genuine effort. And like, I never want to give like companies like that much credit because I think anytime people make a decision like this, you know, there are, like, a bajillion people, like, trying to, like, you know, 
figure out if it's like the best move like financially basically yeah. um so you know like to that extent like yeah no they're not going to take like that big a risk but at the same time like the number of people who are like oh they just made you know they just made a black spider-man to pander to like audiences is like every time this happens without fail the like the amount of backlash like so far outweighs the like amount of praise and like the praise is usually coming from like reputable public sources whereas the backlash is coming from like loud racist racists. nerds yeah <laughs> um but it's it's still like you know there's there's some amount of risk there and i'd like i always i always try really hard to believe that it's coming from like a place of genuine you know at least someone somewhere wants to do something meaningful and like having read a lot of interviews of today of like you know people talking about you know why they decided to do it this way um especially like you know the the number of people who have been like well you know like I want I Axel Alonso like I thought it would be cool if like my son could see a Spider-Man who had the last name Morales um and like Bendis talking about like seeing his daughter like putting on like a Spider-Man mask in like a toy aisle and being like look dad I'm Spider-Man and he just like started crying because like yeah um and I think it is important um to have like Spider-Man especially um be a a a black teen a mixed race teen um I mean partly because one even though everybody in the entire Marvel universe lives in New York City which <laughs> is impossible um Spider-Man New York is always... City more <laughs> superheroes per square inch than any other city they're all there. Every single one of them is there, except for the Runaways. <laughs> the Runaways patrolling the West Coast. The Runaways and the West Coast Avengers, just out there. Um, but Spider-Man has always been a character, like, very connected to New York. And if you want to make a character who's very connected to New York, at some point, you're probably going to be like, well... The face of New York might not necessarily be a white teen anymore. Um, or ever. But, you know, like, maybe we should examine this in the current moment. Um, and also, one of the things that Ben just pointed out, that he said was, like, maybe kind of subconscious while they were doing this, um, is that, uh, like, Spider-Man is one designed to be, like, a, a relatable, like, one of the, like, first most relatable superheroes for, like, people who were reading comic books. Like, for nerdy teens reading comic books, they were like, this is a nerdy teen. He has nothing going for him. 
<laughs> he's not like, you know, he's not a billionaire. He's not an alien. He didn't get like experimented on in the army. He's literally just a teen. And now he's fighting crime. He's still just a teen. <laughs> He just has superpowers now. But he also has radioactive blood. Don't, he, don't get it twisted. He does have radioactive blood. Is he strong? Well, weren't you paying attention to what kind of blood he has? Um, and I feel also like the radioactive blood would actually make you very weak, what with the radio uh, radiation sickness. No, listen. It's the good kind of radioactive. It makes you stronger. I don't think that's how radiation works. I could get well, my dad in here. He works in a nuclear power plant. Let me get my dad in. Dad! <laughs> Comic books say it makes you stronger. Things that make you strong. Radioactive blood and partially squirrel blood. <laughs> um, but also the fact that Spider-Man's design um, that like that iconic Spider-Man design covers his entire body so like people like you know obviously if you read a spider-man comic book he takes the mask off you know what spider-man looks like but like people in the a peter parker revealed <laughs> um we found uh or e found a Spider-Man panel that's the most amazing thing we've ever seen, and we've been laughing about it for, like, three days now. I'll link it in the description. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be in the description. Um, it's very good. But, the point is, you're a person, like, a person in the Marvel Universe looking at Spider-Man. Like, that could be anybody. And it could be Miles Morales, who's half African-American and half Puerto Rican, um, who's has a lot of stuff thrust upon him, as a Spider-Man character always does, and who's doing his best with it. Um, he is currently, I'm not sure what series are currently running right now, because they were like, when, after Secret Wars, and then they, I do Marvel's relaunching a lot of things, like, right at this moment. So I don't know what's ending and what's ongoing. <laughs> um, I'm still, I'm just trying to keep up with it. Um, but for a while, at least, after, um, I mean, un I think until Bendis left for DC, um, he had, uh, he had, like, a title in the main Marvel Universe, and it was just Spider-Man. And then there were, like, a couple of other Spider-Man titles with Peter, um, but Miles' title was just Spider-Man, and it was about Miles. Which is rad, because before that it was, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales, or, like, Marvel Comics, Ultimate Spider-Man. It's different from the regular Spider-Man. Um, and he was at least for a while, um, in a series I have not read and I have been meaning to pick up. Um, he was in a, a 2016 series, um, called Champions, 
um, which is like a a reboot of like another uh, Marvel team. But the 2016 champions, um, e gird your loins, includes um, Miles Morales, uh, Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel, <laughs> um, yeah. Amadeus Cho as the totally awesome Hulk, yeah. um, Viv Vision, you know, you know from the Vision, you know, yeah. Teen Girl, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. um, and uh. uh Teen Cyclops, um, and a couple of other people. So, <laughs> um, I'm sorry to be saying this to you while you're still on your comics moratorium, um, but that's, um... It's okay, it's okay. Is, is there a trade out yet? Yes. Damn it. There are probably, I'm sorry. There are probably a few trades. <laughs> Shit. Um, there are. Oh, one of uh, volume three comes out next month. God so. damn it! There's two volumes out. There's two volumes out. I'm. I should not have told you this. Um, no, it's okay. It's good. It's good for me to know. I'll put it on my birthday list. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Um. But so that uh owns actually, and also Miles is like buds with Kamala now and it rules um and I don't know what he's doing now that they're like relaunching so many things if you like if you keep up with Marvel titles better than I do you should tell me what Miles is doing now because I know they just started a new Peter Parker Spider-Man written by Nick Spencer I don't know what Miles is doing but they should have Miles doing something because I love him so much. Um, and um, that's, that's, that's the story of Miles Morales. You've probably, like, you've probably heard at least some of this, because, again, this happened in 2011, um, and it was a pretty big deal when it happened, and a lot of people were like, Black Spider-Man! And I always feel bad when, like, news outlets have to report on things like this, because people are like, whoa, like, Spider-Man died, and they have to, like, try and piece together, like, no, I think this is happening in, like, a different universe, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> like, it shouldn't be your job as, like, a pop culture reporter to, like, understand the nuances of how comics work, because well, it's maybe just, like, some of them already read comics, and they're like, I, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> I, I really hope so, because it's just, ridiculous and then also trying to like relay that information to people who also don't read comics or like wait there's two spider-men you're like th th listen <laughs> at least you're not reading dc um <laughs> but um miles is great i am so stoked about this movie um kevin phage has been like well, there's... Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing I wanted to say. So, in Spider-Man Homecoming, um, which you have not seen... I have um, not. Okay. <laughs> Donald Glover has a minor role in Spider-Man Homecoming. This, this is, like, this just spirals, like, so endlessly. Donald Glover has a mi minor role in Spider-Man Homecoming. And at first, it's kind of like, oh, it's like, 
a funny, like, another funny in-joke reference to all the people who wanted Donald Glover to play Spider-Man. And then you find out that Donald Glover, his character that he's playing is actually Aaron Davis, Miles Morales' uncle. Oh. And there's a deleted scene, which I didn't know until right now. I mean, right now, today, when I was, like, looking this up. There's a deleted scene where he calls Miles on his phone and addresses him by name and says, like, oh, Miles, I'm going to be, like, you know, a little bit, a little bit late today. So Miles does exist in the MCU. Um... And it would be pretty whack to introduce a new Spider-Man when um, they've only had, like, one Spider-Man movie. And, like, also before this, there were, like, 18 different Spider-Man reboots. (laughs) (laughs) Before he he Spider-Man home came. Um, And also, this Spider-Man is still so, so young. He's... So small! He's the smallest Spider-Man there's ever been! And I know that this is just, like, realistically, like, the age that Peter is actually supposed to be, but, like, (laughs) going from, like, Tobey Maguire, um, who didn't really look like a high schooler, to, like, Andrew Garfield, who absolutely in no way could ever in a hundred million years pass for a high schooler, um... To Tom Holland, it's like, oh no, he's a child. <laughs> um, but um, so who who knows if anything's ever gonna come of that? Maybe he'll have a cameo. It would be really really nice if he had a cameo in the new Spider-Man: Homecoming All right. to Spider-Man: Here's- Far From Home. That's what it is. Here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. Yeah, eight-year-old kid. <gasps> I love him. Just looking up at Spider-Man. Don Glover walks oh. out, takes oh. his hand, just like Miles. Don't don't wander off. Oh, they walk away. Five movies later, here's <laughs> Spider-Man dies. But who's that? It's Miles. There he is. He's here. Um, he's been watching Spider-Man and been all like. Yeah. 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 I want to fight crimes. That looks great. Um, good. I love him. Um, God, I'm so stoked for the Spider-Verse movie, though. I was, um, the trailer, uh, played before I went to see the new Jurassic World with my sister, um, and the trailer played before Jurassic World, and, um, it got to that um, that really good scene in the trailer where his dad is dropping him off outside the school, yeah. and he he like blares the siren on the police car and uses his like radio to be like Miles, you have to say I love you too. And my sister was like losing it in the seat behind me, and then she was like, "That looks so good," and I was like, "It looks so good, though. It looks so good." Um. So if you haven't watched that trailer, go watch it. Um, if you have not, uh, read anything with Miles in it, you should read Champions and tell me how it is. Um, but also, um, all of, most, most of the 
series have been written by Bendis, and most of them, so obviously, like, most of them are, you know, comparable in quality. They're all, they're all good. Um, but so, if you want to, the, the, the naming conventions are kind of weird. Um, but most of them have been, like, fairly short. Like, the original run was, like, 20-something issues, and then... There was a second one, and then there was the new one after the universes collided. Um, so if you want to pick up any of those, um, they will all, the new one might be a good place to start because, uh, it doesn't have like the everything with the ultimate continuity, but they're all like pretty, you know, again, like continuity light because He's he's just a teen. He doesn't have like a whole lot of backstory to deal with. Um, you just you you read you read the origin story. You're like, okay, I get it. It's Spider Man. Um, so <laughs> and like uh, Bendis's writing is I I have I have occasional issues with it, but it's it's largely like accessible and almost universally like very fun to read a lot of lot of lot of quips a lot of like fun back and forth dialogue um so you will probably find something you like um but also somebody read champions and then tell me if it's good but don't because i'm gonna read it anyways like obviously <laughs> um so yeah that's um that's 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 my boy that's miles morales he's a great kid um there he is there he is did you read anything this this past week no i i've had work a lot you have had work a lot they're (laughs) not kidding they sent me their schedule it's been a lot of work well that's this week's schedule so that just started it's gonna be a lot of work it's gonna be a lot of work yeah look out (laughs) um but no, last week I've just been coming home and then like watching Steven Universe and then like passing out pretty much. Hey, that rules though. This is our new podcast. It's called Steven Universe Rules. <laughs> anyway, I know you read some comics last week. I did read some comics. I read um, I read the reason why I'm upsetting with Brian Michael. I'm not upsetting with him. I read the end of Brian Michael Bendis's Man of Steel miniseries and like John and Lois both went to space with Jor-El who's just alive I guess um and like obviously something bad's gonna happen while they're in space cause it's just like oh we'll be back in a few months like no something's gonna happen hopefully they're not gonna die but something's gonna happen Bendis um, and, um, and I read, uh, Batrimony. <laughs> and how was Batrimony? And, okay, I don't know if anyone here cares about spoilers, if you're, like, gonna, like, go check out the Batman wedding issue, if you haven't done that already. Um, if, if that's, like, if you're planning on doing that, then, uh. 
just I'll give you a second just to stop the episode now. Bye, we miss you. You remember all the social media stuff. Um Okay. Alright, here it goes. Um, they didn't get married. <laughs> Which, like, at this point, like, you know, as it was approaching, I was like, I kinda you know what? They're probably not. <laughs> um, which I am. I'm fine with on its own as a thing. I think the thing, there was some upset about it. And I think the thing that most people were upset about, and the thing that I'm like also a little bit upset about is that they did like so much marketing and so much lead up and they had all these like prelude issues that everybody bought. Um, and, which, like, I'm, I'm not upset about those because they were, like, a blast to read, um, but it's also, like, they set this up so much, and then, one, not only do they get married, but two, like, at the beginning of the issue, they were, like, oh, instead of, like, instead of having a wedding, let's just, like, elope on a rooftop, which is very in character for them, but also it's, like, Guys, you did so much setup for the wedding you were gonna have. You did yeah. so much. And Damien went and bought, like, a nice outfit. And, um, Dick had to fight Hush in, like, some sort of, like, alternate hell dimension. Oh my God. Um, and, um, <laughs> and the Joker killed a bunch of people in the church. <laughs> it's like, guys, come on. Um, the crux of it, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too much into it, because I think we're already, like, uh, going along. The crux of what happens is that, um, Catwoman, based partly on some stuff Joker said to her in the issue leading up to this, where the Joker kills a bunch of people in the church, and then he and Catwoman, like, almost kill each other and then they're lying there bleeding out next to each other and then they have like a lot of like um very intense like heart-to-heart conversations about like you know the good old days of like everybody being villains together because that's the kind of shit that tom king does is just like two people like (laughs) bleeding out next to each other just like talking and talking and talking and talking and talking which is like you know what i'm about um (laughs) but something the joker points out um, and something that in the wedding issue, uh, Holly Robinson points out, well, she's, like, you know, Selena's, like, witness slash maid of honor slash whatever, is they're like, well, the thing is, if Batman is happy, then he can't really be Batman. So, if you marry Batman then Batman can't exist anymore. Um, And that's, like, the conclusion Selina comes to, is she's like, I love you so much, um, but I have to make this sacrifice because I'm worried that I'm, like, gonna, like, take Batman away from the world and the world needs Batman. Um, And then a lot of people are like, I think, like, you know, not incorrectly, like, upset. Like, is this, like, sort of, like, fetishizing, like, Bruce's, like, trauma and mental illness um yes yes i don't i don't think the point of it is that i don't think the takeaway is that selena is like objectively correct 
I don't think no. like, you're supposed to read this and be like, oh, Selena's right. Like, I think this is a conclusion that she comes to. But, like, A, so the Joker said that to you. Which is like, kind of messed up. My, it, my girl. Why, why did you trust anything the Joker said? Why? I feel like pretty much anything the Joker says to you, you should do the opposite of that. Or not the opposite. Because he might have planned for that. The opposite and a little bit to the left. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. The Joker might have said something to you knowing you would do the opposite. So just, just sit there and be like, well, the Joker did say this. Um, my other issue with it that I don't think would necessarily be addressed is like, I think, like, part of it is that like, Tom King, like, likes to write these sort of like, self-contained explorations, you know, like, um, Snyder was like more interested in like, like very big, like overarching, like, you know, full universe implication stories. And like, Tom King is just doing like this, like Batman psychodrama over his hundred issues <laughs> of Batman Catwoman romance. Um, thanks Tom King giving us what we really want. Thank you, Tom King, for 100, just, just like, how many issues should this be? I think 100 is a good number. Um, but, uh, and I get that, and I get that, like, using this to explore, like, well, what happens if, you know, this new element is introduced into Batman's life? Like, how is, like, you know, Batman's, like, trauma and pain, like, part of him like what happens if he you know like takes steps to overcoming that like what does that mean for batman like i get all that the thing is i it's weird to me that like batman like this like idea of like suddenly happiness is introduced into batman's life is like brought on by you know a relationship with a woman because he does have like five children <laughs> yeah like i was gonna say i feel like this is one of the problems that people had with the introduction of robin where they're like well if he has like a teen upbeat sidekick mm -hmm. how is he gonna be like this brooding detective and it's Kind of the same thing. Like, if Batman is happy, is he still Batman? Well, he did pretty all right with all of his five yeah, kids. Yeah, I mean, like, listen. He I has think a lot he can of... get married. <laughs> he has a lot of children. Um, and, like, obviously, like, you know, they've had... He's had pretty complicated relationships with all of them. Certainly, like, none of them have, like, cured his mental illnesses. Um, but it's yeah, which like getting married won't kill, won't cure his mental illnesses either. Uh. Yeah, like I don't, and I, I don't think that's what they're saying. But it's just no, like no. it's, it's wild to me that it's like, like what was he doing for like all of these years where he was like adopting children and having like you know like fulfilling meaningful re relationships with them where it's like 
Oh, but this, like, heterosexual marriage, like, this is the only time happiness has been introduced into his life, is romantic love <laughs> with a woman. Oh, comics. Oh, comics. And, like, I don't know. I don't... I think it's partly just, like, you know, an attempt to sort of, like, distill things down and not overcomplicate them. And also I know, like, Tom King is like, well, I'm writing about this because, you know, like, my relationship with my wife is, like, really important to me. It's like, cool, Tom, but, like, there's... He has, like, five children. <laughs> like, that's a major deal, is the thing. Like, you can't, like, write off his five children that he has. I think for technically, I don't think Cass is adopted in current continuity, but it does. He has a lot of children. He has a lot of children. But honestly, um, when you first started explaining, like, the reason why they didn't get married, I thought that you were going to be like, that it was going to be one of those, like, well, Selena only wants things that she can't have. And <laughs> for the longest time, she couldn't have the Batman. <laughs> and now that she can, she's like, oh. Is this really what I want? And, the like, I'm just expecting, like, you're like, this is something the Joker told her. And something that Holly also told her. That it's, and I'm just like, yeah. oh man, it's just gonna be like, well, Selena, you only want the things that you can't have. What are you going to do once you have the Batman? <laughs> I mean, that would, that would track for sure, but it's, um, no, it's gotta but, be. But no, it's like, I can't take the Batman from the world. And it's like, you're not gonna. You're not gonna, Selena, I promise. Thing. If you um, were gonna take the Batman from the world, that night on the rooftop where you're like, let's just spend this one night together and the bat signal went up, he would have been like, mm, you know what, yeah, let's just spend this one night together <laughs> before you go to jail. He wouldn't be I, like, well, let's go fight some crime. Yeah, sex with this woman has given me happiness and now I don't care about being Batman. Um, also the other thing is, the very, very, like, the last page of the issue, like, um, this is probably important, um, Holly goes and, like, talks to Bane, and Bane's there with a bunch of other villains, and he's like, yes, I've done it, I've broken the Batman, so, like, that's the, that's the, the twist, um, but, anyways, we have 50 more issues to deal with this, so... Let's I, get going. I'm just about Bane like, how do I break the Batman? Stop his yeah. wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how. Mm, Unlike that I, time where he like tried to murder half of Bruce's children. Yeah, no, that that didn't break him, but that, that do didn't it. break the Batman, but Getting um, him to not marry this woman, that broke the Batman. Uh, yeah, it's, the one, the one thing I will say, not the one thing, like, it's a well-written issue, and there's, like, a lot of really nice art in it, and, like, you know, I'm optimistic about how, like, the rest of these 50 issues are gonna go, um, but the one thing about it that I was, like, very relieved to see is that, like, there's a scene where, like, uh, like, 
Bruce is talking to Alfred, um, and they're like, you know, they're each going to get like one witness and they're going to have a judge and they're going to elope on a rooftop. Um, and Alfred's like, well, do you want me to call like, you know, Richard or Clark or something? And Bruce is like, no, I, I was thinking it should just be you. I think it's right if it's just you. And it's like, yeah, it always should have been Alfred, like, for sure, absolutely, like, 100%. I'm just imagining him, like, giving him this look, like, no, Alfred, you. I'm talking about you. Um, so that, that was good. Anyways, um. We've been talking a lot. We've been talking a lot. I meant not to talk about it so much. Um, anyways, that's not important. Miles Morales is important. Um, if you want. If you want to ask, if you want me to talk more about Batrimony, I don't know why you would. Or if you want me to talk more about Miles Morales, which I can, um, you can uh, hit us up in a lot of different places. You can find us on uh, Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and Pinterest and on our Facebook group. You can find all those at uh, Capes and Japes, all one word. Um, you can join our Discord channel, um, where we just hang out and we talk. Um, you can, um, shoot us an email at capesandjapes at gmail.com if you don't, if you don't want anybody else to see your secret comic book questions, um, (laughs) or if you need, like, you know, a long response or links, or you just like email, like, it's fine, whatever, no judgment here. Um... You can, um, obviously you're listening to our podcast, you know where you can listen to our podcast, but you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and on our website at capesandjapes.pinecast.co. If you want to leave us a rating and or a review, that would be super cool and we will definitely give you a shout out. Um, if you want to leave us a tip in our tip jar... That would also be, like, super rad, and we'd also give you a shout-out, and, um, the tips will go to <laughs> us buying champions so we can read that. Um, <laughs> if, um, if, what else can you do? Um, if you want to tell a friend who, um, you know, watched the trailer for Enter the... Is it Enter the Spider-Verse or Into the Spider-Verse? I want to say it's Into the Spider-Verse, but I wouldn't be sure without a quick Google check. Okay, well, if you watch the trailer for the Miles Morales movie, or your friend did, and they're like, this is cool and I want to learn more about this character, well, tell them that they're in luck. Um, And just to skip the part at the end where Olivia talks about matrimony for like 10 minutes, um... And, um, all of those are things you can do. Um, I think that's all we have to say. So thank you for listening, for joining us. We will see you again next week. Um, I have been Olivia. And I have been Elion. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Didn't kiss Cat- well, he did kiss Catwoman a little bit, but they didn't, you know, they didn't get married, so... They didn't do the wedding kiss. They didn't do a wedding kiss. They just did a bunch of other sexy Batman kisses. All right. Thanks. That's it. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)